welcome to Victory Church, my friends. Today is our worship service number 181, March 15, 2020. Please stand up with me. Let's give thanks to the good Lord. Father, we worship you. We adore you. We love you. Thank you for this beautiful day of life. Thank you, Father, that we can be here singing songs to you, worshiping you, Lord. We are alive and we worship you. Precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.
because you called us, Lord, to be eternal with you, and we are already eternal. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for the grace and gift of salvation. We don't deserve it, Lord, but we thank you for that. Thank you for saving us, Lord. In the name of Jesus, you will be forever mine. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Let's worship our Lord through our offerings. Whether it is through an envelope here in church or online. Let's give to God what belongs to Him. Thank you, Lord, for all your provision. We love you, Lord. The time has come for us to receive God's Word. We have praised Him, adored Him, and worshiped Him. Now we will hear a powerful message that our Lord has poured down into our pastor's heart. Let's get ready to receive the inspiration that we need this week to go into battle with faith in our Lord Jesus. Let's give a hand to our Lord God and all together say, one, two, three, victory. Yay, Lord. Worship service number 181, March 15, year 2020, the seven attributes of the Holy Spirit. Are you ready for this? I am so ready, but of course, pick up your bulletin, ready to make some notes there, and for our viewers, download the bulletin. It is available in the name of Jesus. Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2, we read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord will always be with his anointed one to give him the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, spirit of counsel, spirit of might, spirit of knowledge, and the spirit of the fear of the Lord. This is what we will discuss today, my friends. But we will start with the first way that here in this passage, the Holy Spirit is being called the Spirit of the Lord. We know, to begin with, that the good Lord God, it is one in three persons, the Trinity. God the Father, the creator of heaven and earth, the authority of the universe. God the Son, our Savior, Jesus. And God the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. The three are one performing different functions, but it's the same God. Now, what exactly is the Spirit of the Lord? The Spirit of the Lord is a portion of the true God dwelling in your heart. Now, some people love to say that they have so much of God, that they have so much of the Holy Spirit dwelling in themselves, that is just overflowing greatly that they just can't handle it. it is, sometimes it's way too much. This is being said on TV any number of times, and you probably have heard that from some TV preachers. And I want you to know that most of that is just advertising, unfortunately. There is no way, my friends, it's impossible that God will give so much of his presence to somebody that it is just out of control. No, that, that, is, that doesn't make any sense. You know, the Lord God loves all of us the same. The Spirit of God in a portion comes to every individual. And of course, it is up to us to say, I want to hear more of him. I want to relate more with him. I want to talk more with my Lord. Of course, it's up to each one of us. But what I want you to know is this idea that some of these TV preachers are saying is just advertisement because they want to draw your attention to themselves. One of the things that I have to say about that has to do with the thumbnail 
of their videos. Have you ever thought, why is it that some of those TV preachers, they have to have their face, their picture, as a thumbnail of the video? Have you ever thought about that? Don't you think it's interesting? And the truth is, it's just marketing, and you have to be aware of that. It's just marketing. So therefore, they will come up with these ideas, and you know, locally in different towns, you will find preachers saying things like that. You can miss what I am about to say because God told me this and that. The Spirit of God came upon me and gave me so much. We understand that the Lord God speaks through his ministers. I am one of them. But I am not going to say to you, you can't miss. You can't stop listening to me because God is talking to you. Of course, the Lord is going to talk to you through me, but not just, just through me. There are many other ministers that will talk to you because the Spirit of the Lord moves with everyone. With that being said, and putting everyone in the right place, because you don't need to put any TV preacher in a pedestal, neither Gian. I'm like you. Like everybody else, sometimes I have headaches. You know? And like everybody else, sometimes I am upset. And I lose the cool, like everybody else. Please don't buy that idea of these guys that they pretend beings. No, that's not true. That's not true. So everyone, we are all the same. But it's up to us. How are we going to respond to the Holy Spirit? You see that? It's up to us. Now, what, what is important for you to see is this. That the Lord God, the Holy Spirit, His Holy Spirit, wants to connect more and more with you. And through life, you will experience this. You will try to be happy in your home when you are a little kid with your parents. And they will disappoint you eventually. <laughs> okay, then you try to be happy with spouse. And they will disappoint you eventually. And then you will try to be happy with your career. And then you will be disappointed too. And with everything, you will find disappointment because nothing and nobody can make you happy. Nothing. It's impossible that something or somebody will make you that happy that you will be so happy that you are happy, happy. <laughs> it's impossible. And why is that? Because that is a competition for the Lord God. And he will not allow anything or anyone competing with him to be that great in your heart that you will be happy with that thing. No. So eventually, every believer will realize that the one that can make you happy is the Lord. In fact... He is so wonderful that when you are upset, he doesn't leave you. He is so great that when you are sad, he's not going to give you the back. He is so great that regardless in which mood are you that day, or if you are sick or healthy, happy, rejoicing, jumping, or, you know, kicking the floor because you have an anger attack, he will be with you. The Holy Spirit of God, the Spirit of the Lord, it's a portion of the true God dwelling in your heart. It never goes away. It stays there with you as long as you want. And will grow his presence, his communication, his love for you as much as you want. If you care for him and you talk to him, he will be the best friend you could ever have. The greater friend. You know, people find moments of passion and overwhelming moments in the, in the arms of a lover. <coughs> they do. But that passes. You know, eventually it's over. Sometimes we experience that with little ones, whether it's a son or a grandson, a daughter or a granddaughter. <coughs> You know, those, those moments of tenderness that we are so, you know, just, oh, flying. 
But those moments will pass. But what you can experience with the Lord will never pass. If you are a teenager or a millennial in your 40s, in your 50s, in your 60s, in your 70s, in your 80s, Kirk Douglas died two weeks ago, a hundred and something years old. It doesn't matter which age are you. You can find in the Lord God your best friend. The Holy Spirit can be that powerful in you that you will understand how important it is to nurture that relationship. But it's up to you. You don't want to talk to him? He will stay there, patient as he can be, patiently waiting for you. He has no problem. He doesn't get mad at you, you know, or he is not that kind of, uh, you know, friend that you have. Oh, I'm leaving because you never talked to me. <laughs> you know, the Holy Spirit won't do those kind of things. You know, some people say that the Holy Spirit is so sad because you never talked to him. Who said that? No. You know, the Holy Spirit certainly can experience some, some, some feelings when we sin. When we do what is wrong, then there, there is a bad feeling in the Holy Spirit. We don't want that. But do you see that? Now, the question is, if the Holy Spirit can do that in me, how can I let the Holy Spirit come into my heart? Well, it's very simple. We open our heart to the Holy Spirit. Now, do you know that the heart has a door? Yeah, the scripture says that. Here I am, the Lord Jesus says, I'm knocking at the door of your heart. Let me get in. I want to be with you and have dinner. Did you hear that? Dinner. How about that? Let me have dinner with you and you will have dinner with me. The Lord is knocking at the door of your heart. He wants to get in. Now, interestingly, there is no way to open that door from the outside. There are no keys to open the door of your heart. I cannot go, you know, thieves, bad guys, breaking in. They cannot go and open that door. No. You can be the coldest person in the world and you say, I'm not going to let him go in, let him get in, right? That door cannot be opened by law, by force, by manipulation. No, no. Only can be opened from the inside and you are the one who let the Holy Spirit get inside of you. And it's through something called repentance. <laughs> repentance. Is what you can experience. Actually, you know, the Holy Spirit is moving around us. Moving around us. How come? I don't see nothing, some people say. Which the right way to say it is, I don't see anything, by the way. Now, when the wind is blowing, do you see the wind? But you can sense it. The Holy Spirit, you can't see him, but you can sense it. You can feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. And my friend watching or listening, the Holy Spirit is moving right now where you are. And that thing that you feel that's kind of weird to you is the Holy Spirit. It's, surround, it's around us, surrounding us with love. Some strange sensations. You let that power of God coming inside of you, you surrender. You say, Lord, I know what I'm doing is wrong. I, I, I got to change. Repentance is that. It's a U-turn. Some people say, I'm going to repent. Let me cry. <laughs> okay, I repented. No, that's silly. No. Repentance is a U-turn. It's changing what we are doing. What is wrong? We change that. We stop doing that to do what is right. That's repentance. When we do that, my friend, when you do that, you just will immediately see the Lord Jesus on the cross. 
and you will say, wow, he gave his life for me? That's powerful. You see, the Holy Spirit will come to you. The Lord Jesus knocks at the door of your heart. You let him in. You repent. Then you have a portion of the one true God dwelling in your heart. Number one. Do you like this? Six more. Two. Spirit of wisdom. What is wisdom? What wisdom is? Is the ability to make good decisions. Have you noticed that people that are very godly, they become really, really bright? Have you noticed, have you ever paid attention in school that there are some students that are just outstanding students? You know what is interesting? You will find that most of those super smart people are very godly. Very, very godly. They are second, third, fourth, fifth generation of believers. And they are just praying for the spirit of wisdom to come upon that little kid. Say with me the definition of wisdom. The ability to make good decisions. Do you remember the definition of a bunny? It's the one who lacks wisdom and doesn't know that he doesn't have it. He's fully unaware of his lack of wisdom. A bunny. A believer is the opposite. A believer should be somebody that is very, very bright, very, very smart. We said in the message, previous message, the boonies, that success and failure are the result of making decisions. Well, when you make the right decision, when you are using wisdom, you are going to succeed in life. Friends, it's so simple. People that are godly suddenly start to see life much better, clearer, more clarity. It's like you can see much better things. You can understand things much better. You will have the wisdom to make the right decision. Second, the spirit of wisdom. Number three, the spirit of understanding. The spirit of understanding is the power to perceive and, and comprehend things. When you are connected with God, when the Holy Spirit is working in you, and you start to make the right decisions, one of the right decisions is to learn to learn. Can you repeat that last line? Learn to learn. I need to learn to learn. I need to understand things. Therefore, I want to learn. That is why it's so important when we get together and we have the scripture, we are taking notes and understanding what is happening, paying attention. Paying attention. Say it with me, please. Paying attention. Now. I have, at this point, talked probably for 10 minutes. Some of our friends watching, they are already in Jupiter. They are just lost, and they are like, whoa, 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 what did you say? <laughs> Maybe somebody here in the church is already in Jupiter. I don't know. What I am trying to say is the importance of paying attention has to do with focusing what you are doing. But let me give you an example. Let's suppose that somebody that is very important to you in your field, whatever that is, invites you, and this is a person that comes from far away and is going to give you 15 minutes of his time and gives you an appointment to go to this particular place. Tell me and describe to me the way you will manage that. Well, you will take a shower, you will brush your teeth, you will brush your hair, you will pick a nice shirt, you will trim your nails, you will check your bread, right? And you will bring a notebook ready to write or a tape recorder, something, because it's important to you, right? Now you are there, you sit in front of this person, and the, the clock starts. You, you have 15 minutes. So the person starts to say something to you, whatever it is what this person is saying. And this is the normal, this is the average thing is going to happen. The person comes, 
unprepared. He's not paying attention. Never thought, never took the time to prepare for that moment. Most people don't. They just come unprepared. The person starts to say something, and then they say, one second. What? I need to find a piece of paper. Do you know is there any paper? And they have the audacity to say to this person, do you have some paper here that I can write some things? Oh, the conversation goes, five minutes talking. The, the guy said, sure, I have paper here. Here's the paper. Do you want a pen? I have a Victory Church pen, by the way, here. OK, so the person keeps talking, and then you are writing notes. So this person is writing notes, right? Bling, 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 bling. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I should. This is the scenario. I'm sorry. I, I, no, I cannot talk. What? No, I cannot talk. Well, what happened is I'm, I'm with the such and such, you know? I'm going to take a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very important thing. No, what happened is, and go with a long story. The clock now marks 12 minutes. Two more minutes of the time of this person. And then keeps talking. Ding dong. Text message. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You follow the scenario? It's the lack of ability to pay attention and wasted the great opportunity to learn something amazing from somebody that is bright and brilliant. The spirit of understanding is the power to perceive and comprehend things. And it starts by focusing. I mean, it's just a 15 minutes deal, half hour deal. Now, for those who are watching, there is an amazing revelation you will hear now. It's called pause, rewind, play. You don't get it? You pause, rewind, and play. Okay. Then, when you pay attention, and then you start really focusing, you will have the power to perceive and comprehend things. And it has to do with asking the right question. Asking the right question. You want to understand things? Well, ask the right question. To the person who knows about that, spirit of understanding, it has to do with humility. Godly people are humble. They, they acknowledge and they say, I don't know anything about this. I need to learn. Fourth, the spirit of counsel. To guide others, helping them to understand their situation in order to resolve problems. So today we have this crisis. <laughs> and everyone is an expert. <laughs> Blinds guiding blind people. This is funny, right? Bunch of people are blind, and there is one blind saying, follow me, guys. Can you see me? <laughs> you might be surprised sometimes why so many people are telling you their problems. And some of you even probably said, why is it that a lot of people are always telling me their problems? Why is it? Well, number one is there are a lot of people that they just talk too much. Well, that's, that's a fact. But regardless, the reason why so many people are telling you their problems is because deeply in their hearts, they are longing for a solution. Now, if the person doesn't have the Holy Spirit, there is no wisdom. There is no understanding. Imagine the kind of advice they give. Here we go. Listen, don't believe me, but I have heard that in such and such mountain, there is such and such person that they have such and such pros that they do that for you. Don't believe me. 
What did you say is that? Naturally, people without God, without wisdom, without understanding, they cannot give good advice, my friends. They can't. But you, as a believer, with the presence of the Holy Spirit, communicating with the Holy Spirit all the time, with wisdom, making good decisions, with understanding, so you, you comprehend things around you, you are able to give sound advice to others. Five, the spirit of might. It's the supernatural strength and discipline and power. Some people say, I just can't believe how much energy you have. It's like you never stop. Why is that? At your age and you are working so many hours, how do you do that? And here's the mistake. Well, usually I take in the morning this and this pills. I take a bath every night. You know, my food is this, blah, blah, blah. A believer must understand that the Holy Spirit will give you the spirit of might. It's a supernatural strength. It's not you. It's the Holy Spirit working in you, giving you the supernatural strength. Supernatural strength that will make you so strong and able to do many things Sometimes in the presence of people that they can't believe how strong you are. Strong to carry something, strong to fix something, strong to take all those problems, strong, strong, strong. The spirit of might, supernatural strength, and discipline. People under, misunderstand the word discipline. They say, I need to discipline my kid. What they are trying to say is I'm going to correct my kid. A correction, right? Or punishment. That's not discipline. Someone has the discipline of reading the Bible every day. I am so disciplined that I always clean up my kitchen every night before going to sleep. Discipline is not correction. Discipline is habits. The same thing. Routine, routine. You are very disciplined. The spirit of might not just gives you the strength, the supernatural strength, also gives you the clarity to establish great discipline in your life. I admire you. You are really strong. How disciplined you are. How do you do that? Well, you know, I do this and that. No, no, no. no, no. It's the Holy Spirit working in you. He is the one who's going to give you that and gives you that, but also gives you power. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, also will express through you via power. For what? For many things. Healing. To mention one example. And he works in such a way that he will surprise you. I remember I was a teenager. I went to swim with my friends, came back to the house. And that night, I'm, I have a, a pain in my ear. My parents were watching TV in their bedroom. My dad was a recent believer, filled with the Holy Spirit. He believed in the power of God. So I came there, and I'm sitting there, you know, at the edge of the bed. You know, kids, you know. <laughs> Talking, you know, <laughs> the parents want them to leave, you know, <laughs> but they are so gracious. Uh huh. What else, son? <laughs> what else? <sighs> but anyway, the kid is there talking, talking. What's wrong? My ear. I have a pain in my ear, Dad. Come here on your knees. And I said, Really? I was a teenager, so I am on my knees, guys, there. You know, my dad is on his bed, and then he comes and puts his hand on my head, just like that, boom, on my head. And he started to pray. I don't remember the prayer. I remember some excitement that he got, and he's saying words, and, 
power, Jesus, Holy Spirit. You know, I'm a teenager, right? And I'm just looking, listening, and I'm looking at him. You know how kids are, right? <laughs> just looking. And my dad keeps saying things, this and that. Suddenly, I felt fire on my head. Fire, fire, fire. I opened my eyes again, and my dad was just going to town in the prayer. You know, Lord, heal him, your power in the name of Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit. And I just felt the fire. It was very, very, very hot. So the prayer ended. And then he said, okay, amen. You can stand up. And I stood up, guys. And I said, Dad, what was that? And he goes, what? The fire. And my dad thought that I was talking figuratively speaking, you know, very spiritual. My son is so spiritual. And he goes, it's the power of the Holy Spirit. He said, no, dad, I'm talking the fire that I had here. What do you mean fire? It was hot, hot, hot. It was power. He goes, and uh, how you feel? Great. Any pain? No. Thank you, Dad. Good night, guys. <laughs> the Holy Spirit has the ability to flow through you through the spirit of might, if you believe. If you perform, if you speak the words with faith, if you project in your mind that he will do it, he will. You know what happened? Here's Paul, I'm sorry, Peter and John going to the temple. And there is a guy there who is sick and says to them, hey, guys, do you have any money? And Peter said, hey, man, no, we are kind of short right now in the budget. You know, the missionary fund is kind of short right now. You know, we had an issue. I don't know if you heard about Judas, the treasurer. Well, more or less, that's the situation. That's a joke. So Peter said, no, we don't have any money, but what we have, we can give it to you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, stand up and walk. The power of God came and healed this man. The scripture in the book of Acts tells us one after the other, the gospels, the Lord Jesus healing people. Luke chapter 4, the spirit of the Lord is upon me and came to give me power to preach, to open the eyes of the blind, to make people walk, to preach the news to the poor. So later in life, I become a believer, and guess what happened to me? Started to hear all that, and I started to believe some things like that. But eventually, I lived a terrible experience. My boy, Sebastian, who was at that point probably eight years old, he was having so much trouble with asthma. The doctor recommended us to go to the beach because that was a good scenario for him. I don't understand anything about that, but I was desperate, so I took my boy to the beach. He had another horrible night. That morning, 9 a.m., I was desperate, guys. I had a few hours of, of sleep. And, I, you know, you have a boy. You have a son. And this kid was very, very ill. You can't hear him trying to breathe. <laughs> and he was this cute little kid. Something like sick, more or less, you know. Eight years old, beautiful kid. And I was just brokenhearted, and I was crying. I took this kid. I was sitting in the bed, and I took Sebastian. And I, you know, like the king, Lion King, something like that. Oh, you know, something like that. And I go, guys, and I go in my prayer, and I said, I didn't see that movie at that point, but... Uh, more or less, just to give you an idea, I'm crying and I go, Lord, this kid is suffering so much. Living like this is not, it's not worth it. What are you going to do, Father? And I continue praying that way. 
And I said, please, I ask you, heal him, Lord. Please, Lord, heal him. So I finished my prayer, put it on my lap, and then he opens his eyes. He smiled. Daddy, I'm hungry. The spirit of might is real. You will see it if you believe. If you speak the words and project, the Lord will do amazing things in your life. The spirit of knowledge, six, to discern in an assertive and certain way. There are moments in your life that with all the wisdom experience that you have, there are some things that you just can't figure it out. You just can't. Here is the Holy Spirit to guide you with the spirit of knowledge. He will open your eyes in certain ways and show you great things. My friends, great discoveries and inventions are being done by people that have the spirit of knowledge coming upon them to reveal to them those inventions and discoveries. It's real. It happens to those who move in that realm. The spirit of knowledge. And finally, the spirit of the fear of the Lord. To stop doing what is wrong and to create better scenarios to prevent evil actions. I have seen very successful people in ministry, in business, in politics, sports, arts, that in some point of their lives, they had so much money that they were then in the position of doing whatever they wanted to do because they had the time and the money to do whatever they wanted to do. You know what I have seen? Individuals doing what is wrong and destroying their lives. And do you know why is that? Because they didn't think of spirit of the fear of the Lord. They stopped fearing God. They start to believe that they were that great, that good, that they could handle everything, even what is wrong. If there is something that I ask God, that I want to see growing in my heart, is the spirit of the fear of the Lord. My friends, you know, I, I love you guys, and I hope that we will continue growing in the church, and I want to see more people getting saved and more people following us in the YouTube channel and the Facebook and all that, I'm glad and I hope for great success in everything we do. But about all those things that I can wish is that I want to have the spirit of the fear of the Lord so strong in me that I will not do anything to disappoint the Lord, to disappoint my wife, to disappoint my children, to disappoint everyone that I love and care for. I don't want to fail to the Lord. I don't want to fail to you guys. I don't want to fail. But I know I'm weak. And the more success you have, the more money you have, the more time available you have, more possibilities you have to do what is wrong. But the spirit of the fear of the Lord is the ability to stop doing what is wrong and to create better scenarios to prevent evil actions. It's not just stop doing what is wrong. When you know what is wrong and you know what you do and you know your weaknesses, you will create better scenarios to prevent those evil actions. So you don't do what you know your mind wants you to do. Your flesh is demanding certain satisfaction. You say, no, I'm not going to do that. So the spirit of the fear of the Lord will guide you to create those scenarios. Peter said to them in Acts 2.38, Change your hearts and lifestyle and be baptized, each one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then God will forgive your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You see? Repentance, baptism. Where are you going to get baptized? My friend, I'm glad that you're watching, but I have news for you. I cannot baptize you online. 
you are truly a godly person, you must be part of a church. You must be baptized. You don't want to do it? Don't tell me. Please don't tell me. For those who are telling me, I, I really am very godly, and you don't put one step in the church ever. Don't tell me that, please. You can't say that. That you don't come every time, that's understandable. But those who say, I am a believer, but you never come to church, you are wrong. Repent and change. Next Sunday, March 22nd, and Sunday, the service worship is 182, I'll be teaching about mind players. It's a, it's a very interesting topic that I want to share with you next Sunday. It's about how your mind works and also how many people try to manipulate you all the time. And that is the topic for next Sunday. But today, I want to close, giving the opportunity to anyone who is present in the church or those who are watching to give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. What a beautiful moment we have right now. The opportunity to change our destiny. My friend, you have the opportunity now. Change your life surrendering to the Lord God. With faith, by declaring words, words of faith, like this prayer that you have in the screen. Say it with me. Dear God, how wonderful you are, O oh Lord. I love your Holy Spirit. I want more of your Holy Spirit. I lift up my hands to you. I bow down before you. You are the king of the universe. Please forgive me for all my sins. I open my heart to you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I want to obey you and serve you forever, my Lord. Because the Lord Jesus Christ gave his life on the cross. That blood washes away all your sins. So we can all say, I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. Therefore, I can also declare, my life is going to be great and blessed this year, 2020. Amen. Amen. You are blessed in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a beautiful weekend, guys. Enjoy your family and friends. See you next time. From darkness to light Anytime temptation comes And someone stands to fight Anytime somebody lives to serve And not be served I know, I know, I know, I know Victory Church. We hope you enjoyed the video.